Hello and welcome to your Rangers review podcast on Four Lads Had a Dream. My name's Andrew. I'm joined by my two very favourite co-hosts. First of all, Andy. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing well, thanks. As always, a pleasure to be on. Lovely stuff. And uh, Kenny, always good to have you as well, mate. Hi, Andrew. Hope you're well, mate. I'm very well. Um, could, be, could be better, given the circumstances. But yeah. hey, anytime we're talking after Rangers get a win, that's always really nice. So... Um, yeah, without any further ado, let's dive right into it. Obviously, we're talking about Rangers' 3-1 win over Ross County. Going into this, Andy, we obviously had the opportunity to go top of the league. We didn't quite achieve that, I think, despite like a fairly strong effort to do so. But ultimately, it's three points. We're level on goal difference. We're level on points. Before we dive into the game itself, I mean, from your perspective, are you happy enough with that? Um, are you at a position where you're throwing the pram out? Or, or anything like that or is it just a case of like this is still February we're not in May yet No listen it'd have been nice to get the three goals and go top of the league I think the atmosphere and the crowd would have reacted to that and I think you know I think that actually kind of set the expectation going into the game you know we weren't happy just to win but no I think as you stand back from it overall take the three points you know keep the pressure on and I think anything else was a bonus because you know going, going top in one goal that can fluctuate week to week as much as it would have been nice. No, just just keep winning. That's the most important thing from here on in. And, and actually, as we'll talk about soon, a good performance as well to go with it. One hundred percent. And we will definitely talk about some of the uh, some of the record setting aspects of this game uh, when we get into it. But Kenny, in terms of the lineup, then I mean. This is starting to look more like a settled first choice 11. Um, Butler and goals, Tav, Goldson, Suter, Ridvan in the defence. Lawrence and Lundstrom as the kind of holding midfielders, if you like. Cantwell, McCausland and Matondo as the attacking mids. And then Dessa's up top. I mean, from my perspective, that almost looks... It's certainly the core of the players who um, Phil has been using so far. But what did you make of the lineup? Do you think that... You know, any of those guys are going to drop out in terms of our new signings coming in. What's your take on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think Clement has already said many times he's going to rotate that squad. He's going to use uh, as everybody, and everybody's going to get minutes. I think uh, looking at it, Tom Lawrence in that, that new position, Diamondi kind of plays there, so you'll see that change. I think uh, you've mm-hmm. got Raskin sitting there waiting to come in, uh, Silva and Dessers. You know, chopping and changing. Uh, the boy Cortez, I know Matondo mm-hmm. is out for the weekend, so I would expect yep. Cortez to play. Um, listen, the, the the new signings all look uh, handy and tidy. Uh, I'll really like the look of the boy Cortez when he came on. But the the starting lineup, I thought, didn't surprise me. The only thing, I, again, I said this last week as well, but the only thing I thought he might start Silva instead of Dessers. Kind of glad he didn't, oddly enough, uh, you know, going by the, the first half. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen, uh, there isn't any huge surprises now because he's he's changing four, five, six and seven at a time. And everybody's getting minutes, Andrew. And it's good to yeah. see. No, 100%. Um, and, yeah, we'll um, we'll get straight into the events of the game. Just to reassure anyone who's lo- looked at the runtime, we're not going to be going through every single chance in the game because there were 23 shots on target. We've told Stevie already that we won't do a podcast longer than 20 minutes unless it's a special occasion. This was a nice game. But it wasn't that special. We're not going to blow our load on that just yet. So 
We'll get right into it, Andy. Five minutes in, we um, have absolutely started off on the front foot, and Cyril Dessas comes up with a really phenomenal finish after a ball in from Tav. You know, he has to do really well to control this. You know, does it off his shoulder, his head, gets it down for like a really good um, thinked finish, and um, five minutes in, we're one nil up. I mean, perfect start, right? Yeah, absolutely, the perfect start. And as you say, it was a great goal. The ball in from Tav, but it's Dessas' movement that makes it. One thing I think we'll touch on with, <laughs> we'll see with all the chances, is his movement's actually really good. He gets into some really, really good positions. And as you say, not an easy one. The ball's coming over his shoulder. He takes it and, you know, chest, head, leg, whatever. And then just calmly lofts it over the goalkeeper. A really, really good finish. And I think it's just becoming typical of him now that the harder chances are the ones he seems to enjoy taking. <laughs> and the ones where he's got time and, you know, a bit more of the goal to aim at are the ones he's struggling with. But, no, it was a real, a real quality goal all round. And as you say, the perfect start, especially when, you, when you're hunting a few goals in the game. No, no doubt. Uh, it's, a, it's a case of the Kenny Millers, you know. Just uh, if it's an easy shot, well, I'll obviously miss that. If it's a horribly complicated one definitely scoring that so it's weird but gets us off starting the right foot unfortunately kenny the next goal that we get is uh, not for us despite the level of chances that we've already had in this first half and we were playing very aggressively very front forward you know ross county who don't have a manager throw a ball forwards and Simon Murray does, I think, really well here to get on the end of a cross that I think neither Suter or Goldson really covered themselves in glory in terms of dealing with. And Butland's kind of helpless to, to do anything about this. Um, 30 minutes in and it's one all. Um, the, the red lights start flashing at that point, mate? Uh, no, it's just utter disbelief, I think. Um, <laughs> genuine disbelief. Uh, it was the first time they had literally come in at our half. Um, listen, I, I, we had a wee chat on the group chat, didn't we? I think mm-hmm. there's a couple that think Suter's at fault. Uh, I think Conor Goldson should do better, but I've got to be honest, I think he should close that cross down. But then if you're being ultra picky and, uh, you know, analysing it, you, you're looking at it and saying, why is your right centre half over in the left back position to a certain mm-hmm. degree? Uh, I think, listen, we we discussed it last week, guys, didn't we? It, it, it's this, it's just this long ball over the top. We just not we're just not dealing with it. Um, I don't really know what to say. I'm going to criticise John Suter for getting caught underneath the ball yet again for the umpteenth time. It seems mm-hmm. to be a slight problem in his game. Uh, I, I will look at Conor Goldson and just say I, I don't I don't think he's fully committed to stopping that cross. I think he, you know if anything he could just take the boy out. He could take Brophy out, give them a mm-hmm. corner, and be all set up back up again. But he's just a wee bit. Uh, nonchalant about it perhaps I don't know um, I also think Tavernier should c- come across uh, to help Suter if you're going to be really analytic about it um, but look give Ross County the, the benefit it is cracking uh, piece of work from uh, Murray the boy's name is isn't it um, yeah. a, a, a wonderful cross in from Brophy got to say and a brilliant finish actually it's an absolutely top, top drawer finish. He, he just bangs it right in the top of the roof of the net. You're like, well, keeper's not got an earthly. It's, it's just give Ross County the benefit of the doubt. It's a good goal. Uh, but we've got to do better, Andrew. We all know that. We've got, got to tighten up, uh, you know. Yeah. I, just I, think, I think from my perspective, Kenny, um, you know, I've had a chance to think about it. And obviously, it's disappointing that we keep losing that same type of goal, right? From my perspective, we leave ourselves exposed like that because we are playing so much on the front forward. But that's why we've got players out of position. Our two centre-backs are also covering, you know, the left and right-back areas because our left and right-backs are up playing as wingers. So 
I know that it's not an excuse, but it is part of the reason why that's happening. I think for me, it's the fact that we are not scoring enough at the other end because then it means, you know, if we score four and they get one, that's fine. But it's the fact that we only managed to score one in that first half hour and they've got gone up and been, I think it's a combination of fortune and also skill because I don't want to take anything away from, you know, the ability of the player. It does do well to get the goal. Um, but it is because we are playing so much on that front foot. So, yeah, it, it's a difficult one because you don't want to take, you don't want to apply a handbrake, let's say. We want to keep that handbrake off, I believe. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, I got mixed feelings about it. Let's say that, Kenny. <laughs> Look, uh, again, as I said, give Ross County the benefit of the doubt. It is a cracking goal, Andrew. Uh, it, from their perspective, it's wonderful. From ours, we can do better. Um, we continue to be, I think, quite profligate during that first half because uh, our next goal, after some considerable time wasting as well from Ross County, which, fair enough, they want to hold on to something. In the 50th minute, still in the first half, Dessers manages to get on the end of a Tav cross, or a corner, I believe, and uh, manages to deflect a header into the back of the net. It's 2-1, and we go straight into half-time. Andy, I mean, you, you never like to say it's justice done, but it was kind of hilarious how much time Ross County wasted, and it enabled us to finally get that chance right at the death of the first half. Yeah, can I have to laugh at uh, Cowie talking about the, the, the added time? And uh, you're thinking, oh, well, where did that yeah, come you from? If you, didn't waste, you know, if you didn't waste time from the first minute, you might have got into half-time level, exactly. But... Uh, yeah, again, it's a decent goal. Um, one of the harder ones for Dessers again, and I think it just takes a wee nick off one of the defenders on the way in. But uh, given some of the chances we created and he missed and that others missed during the game, that was a that was a very welcome goal uh, when it came at that time because you always think you go in at half-time, sometimes you come out, it's hard to get going, and that just lifts the whole mood again. As you go into the, the dressing room, as the fans you know, start the second half, it lifts the place again, and suddenly, again, you're chasing goals, or at least we should have been. And, mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, good for Dessers as well. I think I think he's just going to be one of these players, one of these enigmas, a bit like Sakala in a sense, that you know you're going to get the good, the bad and the ugly, and you've just got to wait for the, the goals to come and, I think, just <laughs> put up with some of the misses as they go along. So but, I, I think but, that's the thing, Andy. You know, we, we've got this kind of situation where we can get really frustrated at him, but in terms of his performance during the game, he's got two goals. He's had another couple of really good opportunities that he's either been unfortunate that the keeper saved or he's put it onto the post. So it's a really weird one. Um, yeah, I, Kenny, I didn't what... think I'd say this at the start of the season, but I actually <laughs> like Serial Dessers. I think, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a good bit about him and he is going to miss chances. We know that. You see the one where he hits the post when the, the other side of the goal's gaping and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. But he puts no, himself we're... in there, he gets himself about and his goal scoring record and his goal contribution since Clermont came in is, is actually pretty excellent. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's really contributing. And as I say, I think we've just got to put up with some, some of the more frustrating <laughs> elements because that's not unusual at our level. No, indeed. Um, Kenny, then a word for Cyril. I thought he was. I thought he was excellent. To be honest <laughs> with you, I thought he played really well on the night. Uh, but can I just say something too? You make a cracking point about the time wasting, and it's something I, 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 went, I wanted to pick up on last week. That there's this rule down in England now. Have you noticed this? That you know, that any kind of time wasting at all is is getting punished. It's a yellow card. I seen it with Ben White in the the Arsenal Liverpool game last week, mm-hmm. and he, he he barely took 10, 12 seconds, something like that, for a throw in, and the referee warned him and then booked him. Uh, this has got to get implemented up in Scotland. <laughs> Watch them speed up all of a sudden because it is from the first minute. We we all know this. It's from the first minute to the last. These these teams are just taking forever 
to do anything at all. And it's got to stop. But it is becoming a real, uh, uh, you know, bad look for our game up here. I, yeah. I, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's a terrible, terrible thing that's happening. It's worse now than it's probably ever been, Andrew. That's why I, I wanted to bring it up. No, no, for sure. And I think I was notable because I think it was just after our first goal, um, we went up the park, didn't get the shot away, unfortunately, but they uh, got a goal kick out of it. Um, the referee did come over and warn the keeper about wasting time. I do recall that. But then nothing happened after that. So as you say, Kenny, I think getting a bit more stringent about it would be good. But at the same time, it was hilarious to uh, to get the goal back in the extra time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm torn, I'm torn. Um so we go in halftime 2-1, come out in the second half, and I think, you know, there's no need to go over every single moment here um, because we'd be out it for another half hour. But, you know, we obviously had chance after chance. And I think, for me, I think that's probably the best 90-minute performance that I've seen from this team underneath, um, underneath Phil Clement because we created so many opportunities. And, I mean, we've got some of the records that we set during this game as well. Um, it's the most... Premier League saves um, in the new incarnation of the Premier League since 2013. Highest shots on target, highest number of shots in a game since, you know, th this incarnation of the league started. So, you know, it was not a lack of effort, a lot of, uh, you know, application here, Andy. I think it's a number of combinations in terms of being unfortunate. Um, a keeper had a game of his life against us. And, um, you know, we've got a striker who we've discussed previously discussed as being somewhat wasteful in front of goal. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the point was that it did make it all the sweeter when in the 92nd minute, after yet another set piece that we think is going nowhere, Suter, scoring his second ever goal for the club, gets his head on the ball and puts it into the back of the net. Andy, I'll come to you first, but I want to get both your takes on this. I mean, what, what do you feel at that point? Given that we still, at that point, also had another five minutes to play of extra time, you know, do you feel relief? Do you do you still want us to chase for that extra goal? Or are you just happy that you, we've actually looked like we've properly secured this? Because Ross County had about two or three chances where it looked like they could potentially tie this up. So was there just a sense of relief at that point? Yeah, I think that was over overriding emotion at that point, you know, because we've seen these games before when you're missing chance after chance or the keeper's having an inspired night. Suddenly you can see the corner and... You know, a record in those things isn't great. So, no, it was definitely a relief, I think, just to tie up the three points. And while there was a few minutes left, it'd have been nice to push on and get a, get an extra goal. But no, I, th I think it was just relief. Get the one in the bag and, and move on. We deserved at least the third goal. I mean, we could have had six, seven, eight, God knows how many on the exactly, night. Exactly, yeah. And um, not quite direct from a set piece, but, you know, a secondary ball in, I suppose, at least. So, we've scored a few of those, but... <laughs> It was one of the stats, I think it was put to the manager today actually with the set pieces and they said it was something they were looking at because, you know, when you get so many corners and you don't really do much with them, not a lot of first contacts or shots and target from them, it's nice mm -hmm. to get a wee bit of reward at the end, at least after a, a game where we should have really put it to bed, you know, yeah. <laughs> an hour before then. <laughs> uh, and Kenny, for you, I mean, what, what were your emotions at the full-time whistle then? Listen, lads, I, I'm going to be honest. I thought we played really, really well on the day, on the night. I thought we were worthy of a five, six, seven goal victory, you know. And look, you've got to be honest and say that having seen where we were four months ago and watching that kind of performance, because I honestly think domestically that's the best performance I've seen in a few years, actually. I thought we were mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. really good on the night. Um, 
disappointed to lose a goal. Obviously, disappointed to only score three when you could have had a cricket score. You could have you could have racked up however many. There was three, four, maybe five absolutely stunning saves for the kid. There's a lot of a lot of strikes from outside the box that went right down his throat. They were hit really well, but you know he's he's, he's got them no problem. Um, getting the third goal. Um, it was relief. I've already told you uh, before we started recording that with 10 minutes to go, I was not got any hair. But if, if I did that, I would have been pulling it out because I, I was going. I, I don't normally get I don't normally get too uh, frustrated or hit up watching Rangers these days. But by gosh, was I getting <laughs> frustrated on the night because I could just see, you know, that way the the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Just, and, you know, unfolding in front of your eyes, and they're going to get, as Andy says, they're going to end up getting a corner or something like that. And watch this, yeah. but but utter relief, total delight, and came out thinking, wow, we were really, really good, really good on the night. And uh, Andrew, got to say, yeah, I think that's the thing. We can take that if we can take that level of performance into our games for the rest of the season, then things look very promising indeed. We obviously know that we're um, going to be playing after they do. Uh, this weekend, uh, they'll be up against Killy on Saturday. We play St. Johnson midday on Sunday. So potentially, you know, that there's going to be another gap that we have to conquer there. But we are in a situation now where we are at the moment, as things stand, level on goal difference. We're level on points. So, you know, hey, this is a title race, something I don't think any of us would have put uh, folding money on uh, back in October or September. So things look very promising. Just before we finish up, I want to have a quick word for Tav because as a captain of the club, he's set up all three of these goals. And, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that I think kind of goes under the radar a little bit in what he does and how polarising sometimes he can be amongst certain members of the support. But I just want to take a quick moment to shout him out. A hat-trick of assists for our, our goals in that and uh, responsible for a lot of driving that play forward as well. So, um, yeah, just want to shout that out. But we are at our time. So, um, first of all, I will thank my two lovely co-hosts. First of all, Kenny, mate. Appreciate you coming on, as ever. No, thank you, Andrew. It was nice to be back on. Enjoyed that. And cheers, Andy. Yep. And uh, Andy, again, a pleasure as always, mate. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Kenny. Lovely stuff, boys. And uh, finally, to thank you guys, the listeners. Um, you've been backing us in your numbers. You've been downloading. Clearly, you've been sharing. And uh, we also got our podcast shared on the BBC News uh, Sports Gossip page as well, um, citing us in, uh, in one of their articles, which was bizarre, but it's helping the traffic along. So, you know, that's always good too. We appreciate everything that you guys do in terms of sharing, liking, subscribing, following on all the various platforms, wherever you can get your podcasts. So we appreciate that. We encourage you to do so. And uh, until we talk to you again, bye for now. Four Lads Bite Size Podcast is exclusively sponsored by Rhino Express in association with Zenith Coins, Alexander Campbell Interiors and Wrenchers Pools. Please don't forget to drop us a like and a follow if you enjoy all our content. And if you're listening on a podcast channel, please subscribe as it really helps the podcast grow. We hope you enjoyed the show. Bye for now.